0: hey there you're listening to what the frickative podcast if you're looking for an slp podcast that is raw unfiltered and authentic you've come to the right place Join us as we chat about grad school survival, daily struggles and successes of an SLP, and stories from all of you. You'll be sure to laugh, learn, and
1: maybe even cry, but that's okay. We're here to support each other through it all. And now, here is your host, Sam, from Speaking of Semantics. Welcome to What's the Fricative Podcast, where we discuss all things speech pathology. I'm your host, Sam, and thank you so much for tuning to another episode. Today, we'll be talking about not giving up, taking chances, how our field can be useful in many areas, and not being afraid to enter uncharted territories with your creative expertise with our special, special guest. Today on the show, we're very excited to have Dominique, a pediatric speech language pathologist. Hi, Dominique, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Of course, you guys can't see it, but she's rocking the SLP essentials. I am. I (laughs) love it. It's one of my faves. So cool. Um, So just to start out, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are outside of the world of speech pathology?
0: Yes, I am a mom. I'm a mom of two little ones. I have um, my son. He is. He just turned six, actually, which is still really weird to say that I have a six year old. (laughs) Yeah, and then my daughter, she's three years old. Can't believe she's three. Like time flies. So basically, after having kids, I kind of forgot what else I do after that, right? But yeah. um, I really enjoy sports. I play basketball, I play volleyball. Haven't played in a while, but I need to get back into it. Um, enjoy being outside. I live in Florida, so we have pretty good weather. <laughs> I know we have pretty good weather all year so
1: I'm jealous as I walk through the slush of New
0: York City after the snowstorm yeah I know we were like trapped for like a week because of rain and that was depressing enough so I can't imagine honestly you have any falling iguanas I everybody keeps asking me that I know I mean I'm in central Florida near um oh okay Disney but what I did see was a friend posted something about like bellied up frogs because it was so cold like well, cold to us yeah <laughs> and there were frogs bellied up just laying on their backs like i can't do this. It. <laughs> it's oh, too cold so cool. in florida <laughs> well, i'm very jealous of your weather my
1: uncle is in florida and he's constantly sending me the weather app yeah I'm, i know it's hot i get it <laughs> so awesome
0: yeah
1: <laughs> so let's jump into it tell us about mm-hmm. your business
0: Okay. So, I mean, I'm kind of all over the place, right? But what I started was, well, I had a business called Nourish Pediatric Therapy a couple years ago, back in 2016, um, really close to when my son was born. And um, we had it going, me and a partner, I met her in grad school and we had it going for a little bit. And we had contracts with like early intervention, long story short, COVID came. We lost contracts. We felt like it was the best thing to do for both of us. And so we dissolved it. Um, And then I was kind of sitting in this space of kind of doing teletherapy at the time because I needed to manage my house at the same time. And that was uncharted territory for me. I never in a million years thought I was going to be a teletherapist. I actually see how cool it, it is and how many different areas we can just be, you know, pretty impactful to families which is awesome so that's what I'm currently doing um, as an independent contractor but then in the same space during COVID my son was four and he was like hey mommy I want to learn how to tie my shoes and I'm like you're four let's just pretend I didn't hear that (laughs) (laughs) I'm like between potty training and tying shoes those are the two that I never wanted to like touch yeah even touch so he said that and I was like, okay, well, there's, I have uh, these little things from Target. Let's try those, you know? And so he was playing with it. I was trying to give him directions and I was just like, no, he's starting to cry. I'm getting frustrated. I was getting flashbacks of when I was learning from my brother, you know, like however many years ago that was. So I was like, no, um, we'll, we'll do this later. You're only four, you know, let's take our time. You're getting frustrated. So we put it down um and then he kept asking because that's how my son is he's very persistent on what he wants so i was like okay he's ready so clearly i need to figure it out so i sat with him long story short he ended up like almost getting it but i was getting sitting there i'm like gosh i cannot give good directions like the laces look the same what am i doing here i'm like put that over there and this over here and he's looking at me like what are you talking about To the point where he tried to just do it on his own without my directions because mine were so confusing. So then I was like, well, let me just color one of the laces and see if that helps him because I think he's getting stuck because they look the same and I'm getting stuck because they look the same. So my directions are horrible.
1: And left and right, that's like a hard, complex skill.
0: Yeah. So I ended up coloring one purple, like literally a purple marker and, um, we did it and he got it in two seconds. Like that first try, I gave way better directions. Take the, take the white and take the purple. And we were able to get through it. And he could see the difference between the two laces and he was successful. So I was like, wow, like this is a really hard skill. And I just realized that being an SLP helped me make that connection of how to make the connection for my son. I was like, we're not giving specific language. We're not using, um, there's nothing for us to do that with because the laces look exactly the same. So um, what I ended up doing was um, talking with my husband. My husband's very creative. He's very artsy. He actually could have went to art school, but he wanted to play basketball instead. And so I went, I was talking to him about it and I'm like, gosh, this is like something that really needs to be figured out. There's no resources really out there that I think would be would work well for kids um and there are resources out there but i wanted something a little bit more exciting and a little bit more connection so i was um just i guess brainstorming and came up with this idea that we can put images on the laces and we use images you know we use visuals all the time time, all the time to simplify direction all the time so i was like we need to put those on the laces And it was like this whole thing because nobody split strings down the middle like we wanted them to be. Mm -hmm. And so it took a really, took almost a year to figure that part out, but we were able to find, figure that part out. And what we did was we decided to do things that kids really enjoy that, that they know go together. So you have your rainbows and your unicorns. So one side of your string is rainbows, the other side is unicorn, then you have dinosaurs or you have fossils, or you would have peanut butter. And what would be next, Sam, on the can other me? side? Exactly. <laughs> so it's just Wait, things this are is fun. so
1: cool. And you know what, like, you and I can relate on so many different levels, because mm-hmm. we both started our business during the pandemic. And I yeah. often think and I'm like, you know, the pandemic, of course, I would never want it. and I would wish I could snap my fingers for it to go away. I know. But it really kind of like allowed me to sit in my own feelings and thoughts, because yeah. like you, you know, you're creative and I'm creative, and there's so many things out there that don't have resources or mm-hmm. don't have the resources that we are looking for. You know, I'm right. sure there's something else out there with two laces, but you know, the fact that you're relating it to speech pathology, in mm-hmm. addition to the fine motor skills, the following directions, like there are so right. many skills that you're targeting there, and you know, mm-hmm. just to be able to kind of like sit with those feelings and those thoughts. And kind of go for it because a lot of, you know, I'm sure there were so many roadblocks, challenges, times oh, yeah. where you were just like, you know, let me just forget this. And the mm-hmm. fact that you just like push through is amazing for this, you know,
0: for this activity that is so necessary. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's so true. I think it's one of those things that just go for it. Like you're nervous, you're scared, you start second guessing yourself, you start kind of getting in your way, like maybe this only worked for just a few people, maybe it's not going to work for as many people as I think, like your mind just starts going. But I think it's one of those things that if you don't try, I think that's one of the things I started learning later. Like I've been an SLP for going on almost 12 years. And I think at this like 10 year mark, i started finally just saying, you know what, I got to start going for the things that I feel are worth going for and not being so scared and so like specific all the time. And, you know, very like, this is next and this is next. Sometimes it's not like, I mean, I didn't get into grad school the first time I applied and I was shocked. And it was because my GRE scores were lost. Like who would ever thought that that would happen, you know? And so you're like kind of sitting in this space where you think everything is so perfect and it's gonna happen in these perfect steps they don't have to. And I think you find yourself and you learn about who you are in those times when that perfect time doesn't happen when you expect it to.
1: Oh yeah. It's like the perfect storm. You learn how, Mm -hmm. how to deal with yourself while you're frustrated. And, you know, I can relate with that too, because I, I'm a, I started out as a sticker creator just doodling random things putting some fonts together with a word speech pathology making some mm-hmm. cute colors and that imposter syndrome hit immediately like oh yeah who that who's gonna buy this sticker like
0: mm-hmm.
1: when now I look back at it and I'm like all I needed was one person for it to be worth it and I that think- one person could have been my mom you know but just like the fact yes. that I was able to like sit down create something and let the world see it and I think that that's a like a great point of advice for future business owners mm-hmm. there is like like you were saying there's never going to be a perfect time and it's never going to be a perfect path
0: mm-hmm. there are
1: going to be so many roadblocks but there's no such thing as a perfect business out there I'm sure Nike goes through a thousand things right you know and you know if it's, if what's stopping you from creating your own business is saying that like oh there's already stuff out there already like you could have easily said that to yourself you know mm-hmm. there's shoelace com- companies out there but the fact is is that There's always going to be something different. And think about it. Nike realistically sells sneakers. Mm -hmm. How many other sneaker companies are out there? Nike, Jordan, Adidas. Exactly, yeah. But everything has their own little niche about it. Everything has their Mm -hmm. own. Like Nike has the the check mark. Adidas has their little logo. And that's what makes it special. And Mm -hmm. that's why I say there's always room for everyone. Everyone Mm -hmm. in this this company. You want to create something. You want to make something go for it. Just Mm -hmm. be original because you never want to be in a, put in a situation where like you've copied someone or all of that stuff, because that's kind of where it gets tricky, but honestly Mm -hmm. go for it. There's, and especially, you know, being on Etsy, having Etsy as a starting point is so great because there's
0: really no risks. Right. Yeah. And it was pretty, it was pretty user-friendly to start off with too, because it was one of those spaces where you're like, okay, I've never really had, like, I've, I've had a practice where I have private clients, you know, and I still have my private clients that I work with, but I'm like, this is a whole nother space of selling things and having your own kind of like packaging company in your in your house, you know? Yeah. they set it all out for you though. Like Etsy literally set it all for you so you could just kind of plug it in and go.
1: Exactly. And it's only 20 cents per listing. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not like a, a big overhead for it. And the good thing is like, you can just- go for it and try it, you know? Yeah. And that first sale is the most amazing feeling. Oh, I know ever. It's like, it's like, all right, I did it. Like this
0: was worth it. I know. I, you know, the time when, so besides teaching my son, my son actually named the company, like the, so our company, we, we ended up having to get like an LLC so I could see my clients and then, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so the company name is actually Nooney and Bubs, which is my son is my, my uh, daughter is Nooney, So we, I've called her that since a baby. I don't know why. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Bubs is my son. So we named it after them um, just like the LLC. And then my son, he actually named Timemates. Like he just was like, cause we were trying, we were calling it lace buddies and we were trying to figure out ways to talk about pairs and how it's things that go together. And then yeah. one day he, we were throwing all these names out and he just kept saying time I he just stuck. And we were like, okay, yeah, maybe buddy. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but it just stuck. And he kept talking about it. And then just having him be a part of it and seeing it literally from a colored string to like now an actual product that people are using is really cool. Aside from I think I kind of just took my own feelings out of it. Just seeing him be able to see something from scratch is really neat. And then I think the other aspect too, that was like, oh, wow, this is cool. Was my niece. I actually, we we mailed her one there over in Massachusetts. We mailed her like a prototype. It was like a little board, like cardboard board with like marker outlinings of a shoe. And it had the lace, but we ironed on the. The, the, design. the images yeah and that one was a uh, bee and honey and so we we ironed them on and we sent it over to her and we my um sister took a video of her using regular laces and trying to give her direction versus using ours oh, and wow. it was like a moment like we got to see it in real time like it's an actual huge difference when we just shed a little bit of light on how important language is And how important making that connection with images is and how, if we can give parents or educators a tool that makes such a daunting task, like it is a scary one, easier, then why not? Like, I feel like SLPs are pretty amazing. Like, I feel like our our minds think in a different way from all the SLPs I know and all the ones I see on Instagram. And I just kind of think it's pretty cool to like, See if can we tap in to our creativeness to kind of help make things easier, you know, for parents or for educators or for schools, you know, so it's pretty neat to see that.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that you're tapping into such a great niche because, you know, the pandemic has started or started a long time ago, actually now, but I know. Um, a lot of people are working from home and although working yeah. from home was amazing and you're able to kind of like, be a family person at home while also working. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's no off button, so you're working overtime. You know your kids have homework, all of that. But mm-hmm. again, with all of these this stuff going on, like you said, it takes that daunting task and makes it more of just like an activity that has set directions, that has language go that goes with it, and you know right. it's a lot easier than just put that lace over that lace and this lace over this lace and this through Mm -hmm. here because that's just confusing for you and frustrating for everyone else too
0: right yeah
1: it is and and to and to go back to what you were saying a little bit about the llc i wanted to touch base on this too because i feel like people who are are listening may want to kind of start their own business i didn't have my llc until like a year in Mm -hmm. and i think that's a big part about etsy is that you can go on it and not have an llc um yeah taxes get a little harder but you can always like hire an accountant or all that. But, you know, I didn't have an LLC for a long time. So if that's something that's stopping you, just go for it. You can put up a couple of listings on Etsy mm-hmm. and it's fine. Um, my boyfriend is an accountant and he always said, like, you know, I don't have a lot of liability with selling stickers. He right. always jokes and says, you know, the worst thing that could happen is someone can cut their jugular vein and, you know, bleed out with. <laughs> I'm like, oh, got to get that LLC oh, now. Oh, gosh. But, you, you have to protect yourself. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, you don't like you, you never know how far your business is going to go. So you don't have mm-hmm. to take those big steps right away. Put a couple listings right. up, see how it is. Make an Instagram, you know, see if the following is out there. See if the need is out there.
0: Yes, that's totally true. It's baby steps.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking about baby steps, how do you, do you package your stuff all in your house?
0: Yeah. We package everything in our house, but it's actually fun. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun. We have so we have a manufacturer that we work with um, locally, which is great. And they make the actual boxes for us. And then, um, but when they ship them, they're flat. So we have to like fold them up and then we have to stuff them with everything that we put inside them. And then we have our little sleeves and we package and we do everything from here, which is, I mean, I wanted that experience because we were, my husband at first was like, should we do it, you know, another way? And I'm like, no mom and pop like in the house where do you that's here
1: exactly, that's where it all starts I mean I still do it I still do everything from my one bedroom New York City apartment like yeah. I there are times where I'm like I find stickers all over the house in the bathroom <laughs> in my bed <laughs> on the counter and I'm just like oh I don't know how that got there but you know that's that the feeling of being able to create your own business in the comfort of your home and have mm-hmm. that business being a thriving one is amazing because that just goes yeah. to prove that you don't actually you don't actually need much to start a business all you need is an idea mm-hmm. you know manufacture if needed
0: yeah if needed mm-hmm.
1: and a passion because all you have to mm-hmm. do is put
0: up the lessons and then that's it yeah that's really all you have to do so yeah. and yep it's not really it's not as da- it's not as hard as it seems like I think we can overthink ourselves to a point where we completely stall out and it's hard to move forward. But like you said, it's very simple. Etsy makes it pretty simple. If you end up, you know, for me, I'm like, I, a fish out of water with all of this. So it's like, okay, go to Etsy. That's fine. Let's start there. Cause we know it's pretty easy. It's pretty straightforward. Then maybe later on we'll find another platform, another way, our website, you know, things like that, but just start somewhere, start somewhere. <laughs> Even though it's easy to kind of talk yourself out of it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And also too, yeah. like I think about it, you know, the world of speech pathology is becoming a very burnt out profession.
0: Oh my gosh. With
1: schools and hospitals and private practices and all of that, so I think yeah. that the pandemic has kind of jump started a lot of people into creating a business that they didn't think that they would ever create, like your private practice, and now this business, my business, mm-hmm. and. I think it's such a great feeling to know that yeah. yes you are a speech pathologist but you also own your own business like at some right. point you can hopefully do that full-time or have that yeah. as like a full-time career.
0: would be nice. It would have been, ni- been nice I was actually speaking about this with one of my other friends who's an SLP and I was like it would have been nice if we got you know some classes about that in grad school like if they touched on how to own your just one class at least, or an ele- you know elective? I don't know, but something to touch on it because there's so many of us that are in this in, independent contractor space. You, you're you're basically your own boss. You know, you're 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 handling all of your finances. You're handling all of your all of your retirement. Everything is on you, and you're literally thrown out there into the wolves and you have to figure it out. So it'd be cool if with such a with a field with so many of us in that type of realm be cool if we could learn about it before we kind of got into it.
1: I think grad school, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to own a grad school. I'm sure, you know, it's difficult, but at the end of the day, it's a business. And I think that grad school needs to be evolving with us. And I don't Mm -hmm. think it is. It's very stuck on treatment. It's very stuck on therapy and it's very stuck on the basics. When in reality, Mm -hmm. we're out here creating our own businesses, trying to Mm -hmm. figure out like I wish I had a class on how to schedule. I know. Because I, I, the first day clinical <laughs> fellowship, I got a list of students and a blank schedule. Oh They're like, good
0: luck. The worst you part know. is making the schedule in my new in mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: And even with your private practice, too, insurance, like whether or not you want to take insurance, that's a whole territory that I wouldn't even want to touch. It's yep. so scary to not know because you never want to get
0: in trouble. I know. And I feel like I've learned all of those really valuable things on social media. Facebook groups, Instagram, like that's where I've had these really great communities that are teaching people who are before you that are on talking to you about how they did it and what, which, which insurances are accepting or who's not, or who's impossible, like all of these things, or how to even run a a private pay practice and, you know, do packages instead of, you know, uh, these one rates or whatever to make it more affordable for families. Like there's so many options that we don't know about, but there's, there's resources out there as far as like these really good groups um, on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. So you can, you're not alone. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. But I'm Mm -hmm. thinking
1: too, and you were probably watching all those videos or reading all those articles while being a mom, while being an SLP, while being a business owner, you know, you're probably like, like sitting in your, in the parking lot, reading all these things because, you know, time as an SLP is, not there's not a lot of time but no. if you think about it like if we if we learned all this while we were in grad school while we continued to learn while we were there to learn like you we could have just come out and just started doing this instead of you spending yeah. maybe like 10 or so years in the field completely burning yourself out um and then realizing that this is an option so many people I feel like grad school often steers us away from creating our own business yeah so like just work for someone for the next 50 years yeah um you know, well, I think that grad school should be more open to people creating their own business because that's the reality nowadays.
0: I know. And even if you don't have your own business, like, I feel like, cause before I started even having my own business being in it. So I, w- I went, I was in the schools and I, um, that's where I started. So I was an employee on salary. And then I went into the private practice world. And from there, you're an independent contractor. Like, that's a whole nother, I felt like I was a business, I ran my, I felt like I was my own boss at that point, like in running everything on my own. I remember being faced with like, okay, are you going to leave your salary and go to, or are you going to stay private practice? And I just remember thinking to myself, like, what is this world? What is an independent contract? What does that even mean? Like, I remember being like so confused on how to move forward because I knew nothing about that until again, Facebook, i've learned I'll so much true. on instagram
1: <laughs> instagram tiktok i've learned things that i'm like why did i never know this in my life
0: i can't, i cannot i i don't have tiktok i can't do it i'm like i oh, can't i
1: lose I'm, hours of my life exactly that's why i'm
0: like i can't do it hours
1: hours <laughs> but no you're you are so right and you know that decision like if you create a business or if you start going um the independent contractor route that decision on whether or not you want to leave your salary happens very often. I'm not an independent contractor, but I have my business, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was working at a school, and it was it happened to be a maternity leave position. And mm-hmm. when the time came for me to leave, because the maternity leave position was up, they had offered me an SLP job. Yeah, and because I was covering an SLP who had had more experience, I was getting paid higher. Mm -hmm. during my maternity leave than what they offered me. And I was just kind of like, you know, this is messed up. Like, you know how I work you've seen me for the past three or so months. They -hmm. were basing my salary off of how many years I've had experience, but I'm like, okay, I get that. But like, you've also seen how I act with all of the students and whatever. Long story short, I had that decision. Okay, I can either do speaking of semantics full-time, be my own boss, create my own things, have more time to create other things, Mm -hmm. or I can get stuck at this job all day and then have to do speaking of semantics after while getting paid something, a salary that I know that I'm worth more. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's that decision that no one coaches you on that either. I literally no. had a pros and cons chart. I called everyone in my phone book to be like, hey, what do you think? Because I have no idea. Because it's oh, scary. Yeah. I to did be the able same. to say that your own boss, to be able to say that you're your own boss, it's absolutely amazing, but it's also mm-hmm. terrifying because you make all the decisions. Everything's on you. Yeah. yeah. It is scary it's like you it have is. to schedule you have to answer emails you have to do billing you have to talk to parents you have to do the actual therapy <laughs> like yeah. there's no one we to turn to therapy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly
1: after all of that
0: I know I know there really isn't it's yeah that one is it's tough to juggle all of it but I feel like it's I don't know it's I, I I know people, too, uh, SLPs that I've worked with and that I'm friends with who have gone back and forth, who have gone into salary and came back out into independent, who have done their own thing and saw their own clients, who go salary and at the school and have their own clients that they see over the summer. Like, there are different ways because everybody's situation is different, too, you know? Right. So I, I think that the really cool thing about our field, because I am all over the place, like... Usually a lot, like I can't hone down on one thing. I like so many things. Oh, yeah, me too. I always (laughs) hobby. (laughs) yes, it's like everybody talks about minimalism. I'm like, no, I'm a maximalist. Like, I feel like I like too much stuff. (laughs) So, I that's um, me too. (laughs) So, I just feel like our our field's really cool in that way. You can be in peds, you can be an adult, you can be in the hospital, you can be in the schools, you can be, you know, you can have your own business. You can't like it's the options are endless. Yeah, it's pretty. And I think that
1: that's what kind of made me feel a little comfortable with my decision. The fact that I decided to go speaking in semantics full time is because at the end of the day, I am still a licensed speech pathologist. Mm -hmm. At any point in time, I can go on Indeed or I can go on Facebook and look for the job and be hired somewhere. It may not necessarily Mm -hmm. be a job that I love, but at the end of the day, I can always be hired somewhere. So I think that that's what made me feel a little comfortable. Like, spend the six months doing this, see Mm -hmm. how it works out. And then go from there. You can always get another job.
0: You can always Man. pick up clients somewhere. That's the cool thing about our job. There's such a high need for us, so it's rare that we'll knock on wood, but it's rare that we will be without work. So, oh that's yeah, great well, thing. which
1: boggles my mind—the
0: fact that grad schools are so competitive when we're like, please give us more SLPS. I know. There's not enough of us to go around. That's why the burnout exactly. rate is so high. Yeah, it's it's just. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I was like, was that an interview or did they just offer me the job before I even said anything about myself?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yes. You're so right. That's so funny. (laughs) But yeah. So I mean, going off of businesses, we're saying a lot of good things about business, but can you talk a little bit about like being a mom, being a business owner Mm -hmm. an SLP, but also like kind of setting boundaries? Because I know for me, I'm horrible. I'm the girl that wakes up in the middle of the night at 3am just because I woke up. And I'll check my email, which I know Mm -hmm. is so bad. And I
0: tell, Mm -hmm. I always tell other people, don't do that. So Mm -hmm. hard to take your own advice. (laughs) Oh, it is hard to take your own advice. Like I'm still, I'm still working on it and learning, but because I feel like I never, I didn't really ever um, get to be an SLP without having to worry about being a mom, (laughs) like juggling all of that. I got pregnant with my son the last semester of grad school, (gasps) took my praxis pregnant, like,
1: oh my goodness, literally.
0: Oh, he was. I literally <sighs> puked in the bathroom and went and took my test. It was nuts. Oh <laughs> you know? my goodness. So it's just been one of those things where it's like, I kind of had to figure it out as I went along. And yeah. I have to say, yeah, we are talking a lot about all the great things, but it, it is tough too, because you realize at some point, something's going to have to get, and what's it going to be like, what are your priorities? So for me, my priorities are my family, my kids, my husband, that's my priority. So when their needs are met, then I, you know, have extra time to do other things. But I would say, I think it's the best is time management. Using your time wisely, I would say would be the best thing. Like being able to, okay, what's important for you? Is it important that you go on a walk in the morning or go on a run? And maybe while you're doing that, the last five minutes of the walk, you check your emails, right? You come back in the house, you're with your family, they go to school, you're, you're working, you're doing your thing. And for me, my biggest game changer was a business phone. I once I separated work out of my personal phone, huge, huge difference for me. Cause I, I was, my phone. yeah, that was a game changer. I, I literally, and I'm all my clients know, everybody knows. And I say it very respectfully, like once my, my work day is done, my phone stays in the office. So I will see it on the next business day. If you leave me, if you call me, or if you text me, if you email, email me, it literally sits on my desk. It doesn't move unless I need to have it or something like that. But for the most part, it stays in here. And when it's, when I'm done, I have to be done. Or else, like you said, I will check my emails at three in the morning. I'll check them at dinner, you know, like check them while I'm giving the kids a bath.
1: (laughs) And and I think that's, I never even thought of doing that. And I think that's such an important kind of boundary to have. When I was working with my web designer for my website, she, and I'll never forget this. I would email her and she would have an automatic response that said, your email got to my inbox and I'll get to it in, 40, in 24 to 48 hours. That's
0: and amazing. I'm just like,
1: why don't I have that? Because, you know, being, being your own business owner too, like we were saying, everything is on you, customer support, uh, mm-hmm. packaging, shipping, all of this. So, you know, I would get either like a one-star review or an email about something never arrived and yeah. panic would immediately set in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this customer is so mad at me and they're going to hate my business. And like, Things that I, probably would never happen. I would go to the worst case scenario always. Yeah. But in reality, like nothing is that urgent. Like these stickers or sweaters or all of that, you know. Are and like with your private clients too. Like no one is dying. No one is bleeding.
0: No.
1: Everything. There's always a tomorrow. Everything can get fixed. And sometimes there, it's hard yeah. to like, even like like even saying those words now. It's great advice, but I wish I would take it myself because yeah it creates such an emotional, um, attachment, like an emotional roller coaster for yourself mm-hmm. that, you know, even now, you know, I I'm thinking about just taking my email, my like business email off my phone, because mm-hmm. I, that's the only way I have to do it because I know if it's there, I'll check it. I know if it's there, I yep. will look for it. I know if I get an email, I'll have to answer it, whether it's 11 o'clock at night or 5.00 AM
0: in the morning. Yep. I know it's it getting the phone really made a big difference. I did that two years ago and it was, you know, maybe yeah maybe two years ago almost two and a half and it was a big like I can even just feel myself breathing like a sigh of relief oh yeah I remember how nice that felt also too like writing for me if I if I have a lot in my head of need to do's or ideas or whatever it'll stay and just me being present is not really being present with my family like I'm still like just going over all these things so for me like writing everything down your planners that are coming out. Like that is amazing. Write it all in there. Put all those notes in there. Put all those ideas in there and leave it. And then walk away. Mm -hmm. When you're done with your day, put it away, walk away. If you didn't finish anything, something, I have a to-do list that sometimes goes to the next week that goes to the, but I mean, you can only do so much. And I think when I got into that space, because I used to be very much like the type of person that would write a to-do list. And if everything wasn't checked off that list, I would be like, are you kidding me? No, 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 no. I got to or I'd be thinking about it. So I needed to find different strategies because I wasn't present once I was done with work because my mind was still going. Because there's so much for us to do on a daily basis. Like our to-do lists
1: never end.
0: It never ends. We have meetings. We have assessments. We have to call this parent to do this testing we have all of that on top of you know now you're trying to have your own side business that maybe one time will you know get big enough to be your own it's just a lot so you have to compartmentalize everything and put it I even have um a planner that's separate too like notebooks that are separate for me because that's how I work so my business stuff goes on one and that just keeping it separate is and less um um, what's the word? Not cluttered. Yeah. That is what's helped. What helps me is that it's not my life. Sorry. Yeah.
1: I am Mm -hmm. a ball of clutter, but I separating life and business is such an important piece of advice Mm -hmm. for future business owners, for speech pathologists in general, for grad students too. I feel like in grad school, it's like, you can only focus on grad school. Don't do you dare think about anything else, but in know. reality, just because you're in grad school does not mean that your life is on pause. Your cousins are going to get older, your kids are going to get older, your parents are going to get older. There's going to be weddings, baptisms, all of these things. I when know. You just go to it. Like nothing. I I think that's my mm-hmm. motto. Nothing in life is that important unless someone is bleeding or dying.
0: For <laughs> her. Yeah, really. We can. You. We can leave our work. At work. We can. We we yeah. tend to do a lot like you know teachers, they bring their work home too. It's oh like gosh, yes, there's not enough time in the day, but there has to be a point where we look at our mental health and say, hey, like this is what I need to do for me. Whether it's grad school, whether it's studying for the praxis, whether it's you know a business that you started, whether you're you know juggling everything in your job, the list can go on and on and on. At some point we need to start putting strategies in for ourselves. That are going to help us not burn out. I mean, here we are. What am I? Eleven? What I say? Eleven years into the field. I don't want to. I mean, I'm feeling burnt out already. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't. I can't be this early on. You know, like I know it's it's absolutely
1: crazy. And it is. <laughs> and also, you know, with your business for your packaging, shipping, mm-hmm. all of that. I think mm-hmm. that being in the world where Amazon Prime is a thing yeah. makes being a small business owner a thousand times harder. Mm-hmm. Like I've had customers and I get it. Like when I it's order true. things too from other businesses, I'm like, okay, when is it going to come? Is it here yet? Mm-hmm. Did you ship it yet? So I get it. But it's also like that puts so much more pressure on me knowing that I am in charge of that. Like I can't say like oh so and so is going to be doing that. Like no that's me. Like I had to go home from work,
0: mm-hmm. sit at my
1: desk for another four hours to yeah. do all of that stuff. And I'm not complaining because I absolutely love this business and I would do that day right. in, day out.
0: But mm-hmm.
1: having that kind of like pressure of knowing that Amazon Prime will deliver in two days. Why in two not I
0: yeah. know. When I saw that, um, the first time when I saw on Etsy that it was saying when it would arrive to the our very first order, I was like, it's going to take, <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, they're going to write me a horrible review oh, because yeah. I'm so used to immediate with amazon all of us are amazon pay- yeah. you just, sometimes you get same day delivery well I, that's it's not gonna it's happen crazy. with our
1: etsy shop i know <laughs> so. i know and you know i don't know if many people know this now but etsy has this new thing called star Se- star seller Mm-mm. um what is that? so star seller i think it's absolutely toxic you're judged on three things as a star seller you're judged mm-hmm. on how fast you answer messages. How many five-star reviews you have and how many orders got there on time. So let me explain this. The order is getting there on time, whether you put it in the post office, the day, the the second after they order it, it's no longer in my hands whether it gets there on time. That's the post office. And I like love saying that in my head. I would never dare tell a customer that. But I'm like, well, thank you for leaving a one-star review on my page for the United States Postal Service. That's one. Two, what was the other thing? Oh, five-star reviews. How the hell can I control what someone else thinks of my product? I, like, I, know. You can, I can't impress everyone. Someone is always going to find something wrong with something. Right. Oh, yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is h- how fast you answer messages. They want you to answer messages in less than 24 hours. And that goes against all of our boundaries.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I didn't, honestly, I didn't even know that.
1: And I'm just like, that's <laughs> so, like, and they, like, So the stores that have it, great for them. But, you know, Etsy puts them first.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, that is so
1: toxic because all three of those things are out of my control, except the messages. But why should I have to answer a message
0: about a sticker in 24 hours? Well, they want you on your phone literally 24-7 then. All the time. Yeah, they do. And yeah, like you said, the post office, I remember my wedding invitations. I put, we gave uh, everybody the wedding invitations. And literally, people were like, "I thought, why wasn't I in like roundabout ways? Like, I wasn't invited to the wedding. So then I look like a liar. <laughs> yeah. Oh my and god, that's worried. so funny. You know, got yeah.
1: lost
0: in the postal service. Nobody believes <laughs> it and, that, and that sounds like an excuse. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, right. I got lost in the postal service. <laughs> no, it happens. It totally happens. But that's crazy. I didn't know FC had all of that going on.
1: Yeah. So it's just like being a small business owner is amazing. It's so, mm-hmm. it feels so, I can't even think of the word heartwarming, successful, you know, you're filled with gratitude when you're able to tell someone, mm-hmm. yes, I own my business. I own my own business. Yes. I have my own practice, but for those who don't experience that or haven't yet kind of like dove into this territory, they have no idea how many things are happening behind the scenes.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes
1: I'm filling secret orders while shoving food down my throat and feeding my dog. Yeah, on the phone with my mom. Like I know. And You know the, like the, I wish I can have fourteen arms. And you know that we're not I know. From, for those who are listening. We're not complaining. We're just trying to shed some light no, on what it's, it's like to it's be not a all perfect. And
0: Instagram makes it look. You know, amazing oh, gosh, all the time, yes. and like yes. we have to be honest. Like nothing is perfect. No job you're gonna get is perfect. Being a business owner isn't perfect, but it's there's parts of your job or or whatever whatever route you take that's super grat- gratifying and that makes you you know push through the rough moments because it makes it yeah. worth it. As far as like fulfilling orders and things like that, I I make it. Everything is a game. My oh, kids. Yeah they love filling up this in as fast as you can they love it they're like oh and they're like oh the stickers We get to put the stick so that's my way of being able to bring them in on this with me so they feel involved and there's been like local deliveries they'll go with me they'll put it on the porch like oh so cute. you know we try to keep it as like family as possible like my husband definitely was the person who designed it it was like my idea but he designed all of it um And then, you know, it's like, we're bringing our kids into it now, too. So it's very much a team effort. But um, that's the that's another way for me, I guess, like the mom guilt is that creeps in a lot. So I guess that's one of my ways of being like, okay, like bringing them in and doing it with me and having that space, because when I'm working, even though I'm home, they know when that door's closed, they can't really come in. Right. And it's like, you can't really join my sessions, even though I am with kids. Like, it, it's so strange to them. I'm like, but you have Mr. Potato Head and Bubbles <laughs> and playing? With t- like, why can't I? You took I? my toy. Yeah, with my daughter. I'm like, uh, Mommy needs to borrow uh, your, your bluey, your bluey set. <laughs> She's like, what? No, me. Mommy, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're like, what do you mean you're playing with me? So that kind of, that mom guilt sits in. Like, I'm playing with other kids, you know? And it's, it's. Yeah. It's hard. It's Mm -hmm. There's
1: no instruction manual to this, but also too, I mean, you know, from a, from another point of view, I know, Mm -hmm. you know, we think we're our worst enemies always Yeah. from another point of view, you're opening your children up to the world of entrepreneurship that Mm -hmm. most people don't get the opportunity to show their kids. And I think that that is an amazing experience that your kids will have, because this could also go into like money handling and customer service. Like, Oh, mommy got a one-star review. What should we do?
0: You know, yeah. so
1: many skills that will help them grow as a person. We may mm-hmm. even see our children on Shark Tank in a couple of years. You
0: never know. We do know. <laughs> I would absolutely love possible. to be on that show. I know. I, I would know. be terrified. I would too. I would definitely be terrified. I know one person who went on. Well, really? They didn't get on to like the actual airing, but they went like in front of the panel. The preliminary, yeah. Yes. And they said it was pretty nerve wracking. Oh, God! yeah, no, I would not.
1: I couldn't, I I couldn't imagine doing that, but that would be really neat. Yeah. So, I mean, you're opening them up to so much and it's amazing. And, you know, I'm so appreciative that we were able to have this conversation and kind of just tell the truths and the happiness and all of that, but also kind of tell the behind the scenes and what goes on in the daily life of a business owner, someone who is an independent contractor, you know, like you said, Instagram tells a lot of perfect stories. And in reality, most of those stories aren't perfect. Sometimes no. when I take Instagram pictures, I'm so tempted to be like. So I was t- in the beginning. I was I used to take reels or in- or TikToks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I literally had my phone hanging on my Swiffer on top of my bed oh. to get a good angle. And I'm like, yeah. this is like no one sees this. Anything stuff, for a good angle. the picture was beautiful, you know. Right. But yeah, so Instagram is a huge is a huge highlight reel, and yes, that was is. like a. That was a big part of why I started to kind of like move my page. Of course, it's like still stickers and apparel and all that, but kind of move it for like a safe place for grad students and speech pathologists to kind of like really say how they feel. Because a lot of the times on speech pathology pages, you see perfect treatment sessions and people who are in grad school who are getting all A's when that's not reality 99.9% of the time you know and I thought I still have imposter syndrome with that sometimes I get messages like well can you talk about something good in the world of speech pathology and sometimes Mm -hmm. I just want to be like well go
0: to everyone else's page (laughs) it's true I mean we it is nice to have a space to be able to say how you really do feel like it is nice it's and it's also like nice
1: to to have your your feelings validated because sometimes I hate speech pathology and I'm like I don't
0: want to talk about it Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes I do really sit there and like what did I do (laughs) yeah oh yeah I and, 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 you know you have I'm those like, days it's not exactly it's not perfect it. nothing is it's perfect. not perfect
1: and we spend so much money to get to this point with loans and all of that there's just so much that goes into it
0: yeah I know it's one of those things where it's like it is an amazing field it really is and at the same time you're like there's so many other things that they why are we paying for all of these oh things gosh. I don't like, even. Want, that's it We'll be here like, for please. hours if we start know. getting into like, I'm not going to even get into it, but it's just like it is no, a really, true. really great field. But man, there there's a few pockets there that were like there hey, are. I mean, can we
1: fix this? Diversity is a pocket that I wish I can fix because it is mm-hmm. such a deep pocket. I mean, we talked about is. grad school. I was one of the only brown skin curly hair um, having a dad I... that having a dad that's black,
0: a mom that's Spanish. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm trying to think of my cohort. I think I was one of only two black girls that were in the, that were in my cohort, I believe. And then it's hard. I so. Yeah. I think it was either, it was either me or, or there was two of us. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, that, I mean, that's, that's the thing that comes out. Thank goodness has been coming out of Instagram a lot. Talking it about has like, been diversifying mm-hmm. the field, which is important because, our client should be able to see themselves in us. And when everyone looks the same, it's hard. It's difficult.
0: It is difficult. And I mean, it is one of those things. I remember I had um, two professors that were black and that was a big deal to me. It was a big deal. I don't know. I just, representation matters. That's like- You're able to relate. Exactly. You're able to relate mm -hmm. on such a different level. And I get Mm -hmm. a lot
1: of people who ask me like, how do you feel about it? And I'm just like, like, how else did I feel about it? It's hard to be surrounded by all white people. It's hard to be surrounded mm-hmm. by all girls too. I mean, mm-hmm. I would, I had not a single male. I know, let Nope, we had, no, we had one, we had one, one male. I had not a single male. And I'm like, girls can get petty. Yeah. We need a guy to calm us down. Like we need a guy, just the, <laughs> the middleman, the
0: calm person. I know. And you know, too, though, like it, you think about like the- the amount of impact males would have too in the field because you see the statistics you have higher male higher male uh, dominance in all of these different disorders that are being labeled yeah but you know it probably would do some good if they exactly. saw the
1: representation as well you know right and just like someone you know our clients probably feel some feel comfortable with seeing people who look like them who talk like them who sound like yeah. them Mm -hmm. you know, same with males. They may not necessarily want a female speech pathologist, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's sexist or anything. I just think that, you know, it's good to be able to relate to people who are helping you. Exactly. And I Mm -hmm. think that we're lacking that variety because Mm -hmm. I don't know if I walked outside right now and was able to kind of like survey the speech pathologists around me, like trying to find like a black speech pathologist or a male speech pathologist, it'd be hard. Such a minority.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It's definitely true. I, I didn't even know about our field until one of the ladies at my, at, at my college, my undergrad, she ended up saying, Oh, go ahead and go volunteer down the street at UCP. Go ahead and see what that's about. And that was the only way I would have known options like other options. If she hadn't said it that one day, I probably wouldn't have known really about the field. Like I was looking to be a physical therapist or athletic trainer. I I didn't, you know, I was somewhere in that like allied health area if it wasn't for her i wouldn't have known at all yeah so i think that's a big part of it Mm -hmm. it is there's not enough information of people you know going out there and talking i know it's starting now which is really cool to see yeah that they're going to high schools and
1: i'm interested to see where it's going to be in like 10 years
0: i I hope i hope it's gonna i'm
1: praying for change i think it will i think think it'll happen i think it will I think so too. Well, this brings us to the end of the episode, and I am okay. so happy and excited for everyone to hear this conversation because thanks for having so me. many of course, so many truths were shed, so many kind of just real relatable information, which is kind of really my purpose for this podcast. You know
0: mm-hmm.
1: not everyone who who goes on a podcast needs to have a billion followers, a crazy story. like mm-hmm. every and anyone will have a story and should have a platform to tell it. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today. Can thank before you. we go, can you tell mm-hmm. us where to find you, where to buy your stuff, all of that
0: stuff? Yes. Yeah, so I have my main page is at language n, like the letter n, learning dot jones four on Instagram. And then where you'll find the time mates is at at time mates on Instagram, and that's where you'll find the the product that we just launched, which is pretty cool. And I hope you guys go ahead and enjoy it. And I really would love SLP's opinions because I feel like it was created with an SLP mind and I would love to hear more opinions from SLPs.
1: Of course. And I'm going to post all that information in the the show notes. Well, thank you so much for coming on and we'll catch you you next Of course. And we'll catch you next time on What the Frickative Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning
0: in to this episode of What the Frickative Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We
1: appreciate that effort as it helps others find the show. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.